bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Hello and welcome to episode 146 of the Corinne Nidja podcast. I'm your host Corinne Nidja and it's time for me to get my kids from school so I can't do my usual long ramble (laughs) today. Today I'm just going to talk about the guest that's coming on the show and her story which is really, really powerful. Jackie Norman from New Zealand, my fantasy country that I'd like to live in, beautiful oceans, beautiful mountains, and a lovely, lovely, lovely prime minister. I do have what what would Jacinda do is like my (laughs) my catchphrase for how I wish all political leaders would lead. And it's my what would Jacinda do is my catchphrase for my own life (laughs) because I just think that she makes such wonderful, grounded, kind, compassionate decisions. So Jackie Norman is today's guest. She has a Facebook page called Campervan Kitchen. You can follow her there. Her and her husband, Empty Nesters, and they did my dream, which was sell up everything and buy a campervan to live in. And you can find her on Campervan Kitchen at Instagram, camper underscore van underscore kitchen. All the links will be in the show notes where you can follow them and find them. This episode was really fun for me because I got excited thinking about my own dream life. And I love speaking to like-minded women who want to do things like live in a caravan or a camper van um, for extended periods of time. So it was wonderful hearing her story. And she also has an incredible story of chronic illness and asthma, severe abdominal pain, migraines, lack of energy, all those kinds of things. And she's also a former dairy farmer. So her story is extra Awesome if you're someone who thinks that people who are dairy farmers can't turn plant-based. They can. Jackie is one. We've had many guests on the show. All of us, let's face it, every guest on this show has always eaten animal products until we didn't. She also has a book called My Van, My Castle, an e-book, cookbook with delicious recipes for you to check out, which is all, they're all, I think they were all made before. Jackie went oil-free. She's only been oil-free. She's been vegan since 2016, but she only, oh, 2017, I think. But she's only been oil-free recently. If you're still holding on to oil for dear life, like many of us, I did, Ranjit did, many of the guests on the show held on to oil for a long time because how do you cook without oil? What do you do? I'll put some links about oil in the show notes if you're like, why, why oil? Why can't I keep eating oil? Have a listen to Jackie's story because it's very, very, very persuasive in the argument against continuing to eat oil. But I'll also, as I said, have links in the show notes as well. We spoke about a lot of different amazing people today like Dr. Clapper, Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Greger, and I'll put links to interviews and their websites for you to follow as well. Also High Carb Health and Shamiz. Kachwala we spoke about and the Engine 2 diet. Uh, Yeah, all those links are in the show notes if you want to have more information about those doctors and those coaches and those meal plans. Please, if you know anyone with asthma or migraines or if they're feeling flat or that have chronic, unexplained 
abdominal pain, this episode might be one that you want to share with those people in your life. If not, just enjoy listening to Jackie's story because it is another story that I hope will fill you with with as much hope as it has filled me with. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Jackie, for coming and chatting with me. It was great. Hello, Jackie, and welcome to the show. Hello, lovely to be here. So it is what time over there in New Zealand? It's 11.30 in the morning. Okay, so it's two hours ahead. And how have you been over there since all this lockdown's been happening? Yeah, it's it's not been too... I'm quite... Um, what do you call it? An extrovert, introvert or something? My husband and, and um, Gareth and I, we were actually living on the road in New Zealand for four years. So we're used to being together 24-7 right up until lockdown. Um, and now, you know, we're being all civilised and, and living in a house. But I think in New Zealand, we've been incredibly lucky. Um, and, you know, at the moment, we're enjoying a lot of freedom that, yeah, my friends in other countries, particularly like the US and, and the UK, um, don't realise how much we take that for granted at the moment until you, yeah, I, I was uh, Skyping a friend in uh, Peru this morning and, you know, she hasn't been out for four months out of her house. So um, I'm like, wow, yeah, <laughs> definitely feeling very grateful this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're just getting restrictions removed recently. So my son's just gone back to school last week. Yeah. So it's just starting to, but our Victoria's cases are increasing at the moment. So I don't know whether, whether it will be reversed, but so far so good. We'll see. I don't think, I think that everyone now is more frightened of losing their money than they are of losing their lives in, in our country. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that for sure. Yeah. I don't know if it's wise, but I it's just what I'm noticing, like the cases are increasing, so you would think that they would continue with their keeping us all inside. I think that everyone's just, all the citizens are so annoyed about it that the governments are just like, yeah. sure, fine. Get back to normal life already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think ours is under a lot of pressure too. Of course, we had we eliminated it, you know, there were no cases. Mm. Um, and now all of a sudden we've, we've got it back again. You know, there was a, a um, bit of a stuff up with uh, borders and quarantine and that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, I, yeah, it, it never plays to be complacent, you know, because it's just one of those things. Nobody, you know, like I said, we've been living on the road and, and the whole time that we were traveling around, we thought, oh, we're in our camper van. We can, we're protected from anything. You know, if there's an earthquake, if there's floods, if there's fire, we can drive away. We are, you know, pretty much disaster proof. Um, and, you know, there was no escape to this. So, and all of a sudden, because we were traveling around, we were the people, despite we were, you know, New Zealand residents, nobody wanted us anymore. You know, it's like, oh, no, you're the bad people that have brought it in. No, no, been here for 30 years, haven't been out of the country, you know, so. So yeah, it was. It's definitely been a very, very interesting time all round. It's been big time for thinking and um, yeah, thinking outside the square a lot. So yeah, well, I hope I hope things continue to to go downwards in the cases for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me, too. I haven't checked today. So if you're listening, this was recorded on May. I want to say I don't even know the date. The dates just blur into June, June the twentieth. Oh, June twentieth. So not May at all. <laughs> <laughs> June twentieth. So that's where we're at now. You have your own story, and I stumbled across your story. I think you commented on a story, and that's how I 
learned about your story actually on social media recently and I just messaged you and said, please, would you come on the show? So thank you for agreeing to a strange request in your inbox. Oh, no problem at all. I think it might be through um, mutual friends at, at High Carb Health, Shamiz. Oh, that's right. Sh- Hello, Shamiz. We love High Carb Health and Shamiz and Shakul. Awesome. Awesome, guys. <laughs> yes, so, yes, that's who it was with. Yes. So I guess if, if you wouldn't mind starting at the start, how did this all come about for you? Let's not start at when you discovered plant-based living. Let's start when signposts were coming along that you weren't you were getting unwell or that you were unwell yeah for sure um it started yeah coming up coming up four years ago and uh like I said my we we used to be normal um I'm in a I'm in a house now we started renting after uh lockdown and so um you know we were given this lovely place to, to rent so but before that I was quite what's the word Conventional, conventional. I was conventional. I was quite normal and uh, living in a house. We were in uh, Whangamatar on the Coromandel Peninsula. Um, so it was beachside holiday hot spot, very beautiful place, but just had enough of the rat race and, and just um, it was a very seasonal town. So, you know, for six months of the year, the place was dead and a lot of people struggled. And I thought, you know, I, um, I'd been a freelance writer for, for about 20 years and I thought, well, you know, I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to see my own back doorstep. So doorstep, should I say? So um, yeah, I just bought the trusty laptop. We sold the house. Um, Gareth and I, my husband, um, got a van, and the idea was that we would just travel around and find a new place to live. But we loved seeing New Zealand so much. We just loved life on the road, and so it was one of those cases. Well, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. We'll get there eventually. But I'd only been on the road. Um, it was. November 2016 and it was New Year of 2017 and I started getting this awful pain and um, it was sort of a lower kind of abdominal not pelvic pain for for want of a, a better description but it was yeah, sort of abdominal. It was like no pain that I'd had before. At the time, we were uh, staying with Gareth's mum. We were just out of the house and we were sort of celebrating the festive season with her. So it was a lot of uh, you know, rich food, a lot of wine, um, you know, a lot of treat foods. And so I was thinking, oh, well, you know, you've, you've just got to look after yourself, Betty. You've been overdoing it. And it must be like a UTI, kidney infection type thing. But it, it didn't go away. It wouldn't go away with all the usual kind of treatments and um in the end I just sort of thought well I haven't got time for this we've got to get on the road now you know Christmas New Year's over and so we started traveling and everything was wonderful and then a couple of months later I, I started getting this pain again and it didn't go away and I alarm bells started ringing but you know I didn't want to say anything to my husband because it was like well we're supposed to be living the dream here we, you know we haven't got time or the, you know for, for anything to go wrong for me to be ill you know we were supposed to be I'm a, a travel writer as well so the whole time I was like yay everything's great living the dream couldn't be better you know everybody should sell their house and buy a van and so, but you know it just kept on and on happening and so after about 12 months I started getting really worried because the the periods of me having pain were getting longer didn't seem to matter you know what I did um you know I I stopped drinking wine I was drinking more water I took cranberry juice you know you name it I did it and in the end yeah I I didn't know what else to do I was really terrified I I thought I must have cancer or something like that something big because the pain was getting worse and worse and it wouldn't go away and so in the end I actually couldn't walk it was so bad and 
So I thought there's got to be something else that I can do to help myself because I was going, I was literally living at the doctors, you know, <laughs> going back every week. They were trying new things and, and basically they were starting to sort of say that it was in my head. They gave me surgery, which was wonderful. Um, well, it was wonderful. I, they, they ended up, I think they gave me a hysterectomy, but I think it was more to shut me up than anything because it was like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this woman who keeps coming back and coming back and by this time you know I had um was just starting to go vegan as well because I'd, I'd always been interested in I've been vegetarian on and off from when I was 13 and it was something before I left the house one of my son's um girlfriends she came to stay with us and she was vegan and so I'd always been someone who could kind of take or leave meat and so, yeah, I was quite interested in she'd just gone vegan when she started uh, staying with us. And so I was kind of learning about veganism, sort of cooking for her. And I didn't get it quite right. A lot of the time, you know, I'd go to great, I'd make a shepherd's pie for everybody else. I was raising two grown sons and had Gareth in, uh, with me as well. And then uh, for her, you know, I'd go to great pains to make this wonderful shepherd's pie, you know, using TV payments. And then I'd go and put cheese, you know, regular cheese on the top of it. And then wondering why, you know, she's kind of pushing the fork around and, so I didn't quite get it right. <laughs> but it was something that I'd never ruled out and something that I was quite interested in. And so, you know, I, I literally got to say that I was absolutely desperate. You know, surgery hadn't worked. So sorry to push, press pause because I'm just backtracking because I'm being paused in. So you said you were in a lot of pain, but you were obviously in a lot of pain. A lot. Because for, for a woman just to say, oh, you know, take my uterus out, take my womb out, maybe yeah maybe it'll help yeah you know like you must have been really suffering to let the doctors take that piece of you yeah i was pretty much pretty much suicidal yeah especially especially when it wasn't this is gonna fix it it was just oh let's just give it a shot yeah and they did they did say to me you know you you realize this this may not be it this may not be it and because I was on some gnarly painkillers um you know and it was I, I kind of couldn't win um you know I was either a zombie and just literally couldn't function at all or I had my brain but was in a lot of pain you know and, and you know, we were in the van at that time as well having having major surgery in in a van um you know it's it just shows you can do anything oh, Jackie <laughs> um I was bedridden I was bedridden for seven months so um in a you know, van in a van, in a van. Funnily enough, it was actually easier to recover because, you know, like normally you do the, as we women do, you know, you have surgery. Housework. You're dragging the, you know, vacuum cleaner around. And I didn't have to do that because everything was in reaching point. But, yeah, I I would say, you know, I felt that, yeah, I was an incredible burden to, to my husband. Um, yeah, life really wasn't worth living. And that was what I was feeling. I was like, well, you know, at this stage I was, you know, not well I'm 47 now so yeah I was 43 44 at that stage and I just thought if this is life you know I I don't want a bar of it nobody can help me nobody can fix it and so yeah the the doctors when I when I went for the surgery you know they couldn't believe that I was so excited but it was the it was the one hope that I had really yeah I was thinking this has got to work this has got to work and then I remember you know, all of a sudden I was back out of the hospital. Um, you know, the kind of post-surgery pain had, had gone down and, you know, the, it was still there. The the pain was still there. Oh and I was thinking, gosh. oh, my God, you know, the, what else is there? There's no, I can't have cancer of anything. It's all gone, you know. <laughs> 
um, yeah. was was really quite desperate. And yeah, I was thinking, well, maybe it is in my head. Maybe it is. But um, so I, I went vegan, and yeah, I just went cold turkey, just just straight into it. Gareth, my husband, said that he would never go vegan, and five days later, he did the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what made him do it so quickly? That's incredible. Well, it was really funny because, like I said, we were, you know, I was always someone who could take or leave meat. So I was vegetarian on and off. But Gareth, on the other hand, was a huge, you know, carnivore, um, loved nothing better than, you know, roast pork and all of those things. And, you know, even when we were in the van, um, we would use half a block of cheese, like 500 grams of cheese in a pasta bake for two. So it was serious, serious, you know, um, in, in, when it came to consuming animal products. And, and he'd been very much raised that way that was like, you know, you, you, you catch your own food and, and all that. You know, he was very, very aware of where his meat came from. Um, you know, he'd been raised in sort of uh, rural Wales. But once I went vegan, I was in the laptop. You know, you can't really get away from each other in the van. So we had our zones. He was at one end of the van and he was on his laptop playing like a, I don't know, a computer game or something like that. And I wanted to learn more about, you know, veganism and because I was kind of doing this solo. So, um, you know, I started joining Facebook groups and everyone was saying, oh, you need to watch this documentary. You need to watch that documentary. So I was watching What the Health. And so Gareth couldn't even see the screen. He could only hear but his grandfather had just been diagnosed with dementia back in Wales. And, you know, the family were obviously really um, quite upset about this, you know, loving very much. And um, he was listening to what I was hearing on the laptop about the link between uh, dairy and dementia. And that was what got him to start with. You know, he was just like, geez, well, this is my granddad. He's not old, you know. He's, you know, we love him to bits, you know. We would give anything for this not to be happening to him if there's any way... I think we're raised to believe, you know, I came from a, a family where um, we've had a lot of cancer in the family, a lot of cancer. My dad passed away at 57. My mum's had breast cancer. She's had bowel cancer. So that's always been something that's really been on our mind, you know, been very wary of. And so here was, you know, what the hell saying, this doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be in your genes. You've got some control over this, you know. Um, nobody's 100% bulletproof, but, you know, as, as Gareth said, if there's something that I can do, that will, you know, prevent this from happening to me, then if, if that means I've just got to stop eating cheese in my lasagna and my pasta bakes, that's, you know, that's fine. And so, yeah, and I didn't expect him to stick with it because he was thinking, you know, this is going to be really hard. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be really hungry. <laughs> and, but yeah, he, he did it. He did it. And so he's yeah every, every bit there with me. So that was cool. That is awesome. So were you doing it for your abdominal pain or were you doing it just alongside it just as something to do it was something that i felt would be beneficial health-wise and obviously you know the more i learned about things i actually used to be a dairy farmer years ago so i moved to new zealand when i was 19 and um, that was the first thing i, I didn't have a work permit so that was the first thing I, I learned to do was milk cows and it took me a long time to get out of the uh, the industry so i was vegetarian most of those through you know those years because I was like I can't eat anybody that I know you know that's not, not happening um crazily now you know once I watch what the health and cowspiracy and all of those things and I made the connection to the stuff that I used to be part of in the dairy industry my mind was just blown absolutely blown you know I was just oh <laughs> you know so obviously it's, it's had a big a big big turnaround um for me but um yeah it's it was something, you know, very quickly, I guess like a lot of people, you go into it for 
something draws you into it. So for me, you know, I would have given anything to be rid of that pain. And by so by this time, although the pain was still with me, I felt I was doing the best that I could because the first thing that happened when I went vegan was literally like the day after was my migraine stopped. And that was something that um, I'd had, you know, like I said, I'd been a writer for, for over 20 years. Before that, I was a, a newspaper typesetter as well. I was always getting migraines. And I thought that it went with the job territory, you know, because I'm always squinting at a screen. And, and even in the van, you know, I was very busy writing. And so um, I just thought it went with the job. And that was the first thing I noticed that the migraines went. Then my asthma went. And, you know, I did have a lot more energy. Although I still had pain, I was able to... You know, I, I did have a lot more energy and felt so much better in myself. So I'm like, okay, well, being vegan hasn't got rid of my pain. Um, it's it's probably you know improved it, but I feel so much better in in other ways. You know, I'd never go back. And particularly, you know, once the dairy industry and all of that kind of stuff, I'm like, no. Now you know. Now my eyes are open. Like, no, yeah. no way are we going back there. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible. And I think it's incredible to you because for you as well, and people who have worked in farming, in farming of animals previously because it is such a it can be such a challenge to our egos to hear that we were involved in something that now we're aware is so unnecessary and unkind and detrimental to the animals and to the planet and to human health absolutely and i'm saying my family were also dairy farmers previously and then sheep farmers and then beef farmers and that my parents are still you know they still are but I don't like it now, thanks to my being a wasp and nagging them about it. But yeah. but they but they're still all their friends and family are involved in it, and so it's really part of. But it is something that, and I think a part of my parents' triggers when I talk about it is just that it's a way of their whole life. Their fathers and all their memories are of being dairy farmers, you know, of their parents and their. You know, my grandparents, it's this, this memory of being involved in this thing. And for them, you know, if I'm saying it's bad, it kind of feels like I'm saying that they're all bad, that their families yeah, are bad. Yeah, you're going against them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which makes it really, it's really hard to reach people when they're in that mindset and that emotional space where they're feeling really judged. And yeah. Yeah. So it's, it can be tricky. And so for you to have that realization about your own, you know, your own life formal life it can be really challenging to hear that and to be like because they're not bad people they're just people just people who've been conditioned and raised to do a certain thing that may have been necessary at one point but which is no longer necessary absolutely you know i mean people say to me you know um how did you not make the connection? People that are vegan, how did you not make the connection? You were there, you know. Um, I'm like, yeah, I know. And all I can, you know, I probably need therapy or something to get to the root of it all, but all I can think of it is that I, like a lot of farmers who say that they love their animals and, and vegans are like, no, you didn't, you know, you can't say that. I I felt you know, like a lot of farms, I was a good, kind farmer, you know, I was, I would milk the cows, I milked like 220 cows by myself, I was very proud that I could do that little, you know, five foot nothing, um, and you know, I, my cows had names, I patted them, I sang to them, you know, I really felt like I did love them, and so, you know, I was singing away while I'm milking, and I'm not thinking, yeah, I'm stripping your milk that your babies are going to have, you know, you're supposed to have, should I say, not having that connection, because I thought that I was being so nice 
you know, there were, yeah, sure, I'd seen a lot of bad farmers, and that was what made me strive even more to be kind to my animals and just not having that connection. So, yeah, now I'm just... Do you think, because I, I feel like, in, and it's the same in parenting and motherhood, you know, when we raised to see kids, you know, that generation that were raised, you know, kids are seen and not heard and to, to parent in a certain way that's more aggressive and more, you know, unkind to our kids. Like, of course, it's, it's, it's the, the farming's the same, that like they can love their animals, but when you've been raised as a child, the animals are there for us, their milk is for us. This is just what we have to do because these cows are for us and their milk is f- to make us healthy. And yeah, I... I completely understand. Like I've seen my parents and farmers do awful things to animals, but they love them. Like they do. They love them as much as they can when they have the mindset that those animals mm. are for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot that I didn't like. So you have to ignore when you think someone something is necessary and it's important like dairy is necessary and this is just a necessary yuck part of it the cow baby cows being removed get over it. it's a necessary yuck part of it yeah the slaughtering of animals is just a necessary yuck part of it grow up that was always the kind of mindset love them while they're here the yuck parts are just a necessary yuck part of it that you just yeah. cut yourself off from you don't think about it you just sever the yuck part because it's necessary for this thing that's to the survival of the human race, dairy and meat. Exactly, exactly. You know, the farmers are all doing this necessary job of feeding the world and feeding our country and it's all very wholesome. And, yeah, I mean, if, if I, you know, I think I cried a lot on the farm. You know, there was a lot that I didn't like. Um, but I was always just like, you know, harden up. This is how it is. You know, you'll get over it. You know this happens every year, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I guess I'm proof that we can all change. And, yes, um, you are. Yeah. You are, you are, you are. I love that. But I do think for people listening, I mean, people who may have that thing like they can't love their animals, like they absolutely do. You do do love your animals. Listen to you saying to them, you gave them a beautiful life. We just have been conditioned to cut off the yuck parts. Yeah, And not think about them so they can do that job. Um, But so, so you're talking, you've touched on your diet before going vegan. Yeah. Lots and lots of cheese and lots and lots of meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so was that basically, was there processed foods? Like did you just eat whatever you wanted? Like what was a typical day of food like? Yeah, we ate a lot of rubbish because uh, for some reason, you know, once we, even though we were living um, on the road permanently, we kind of got this mindset at the start that, um you know, oh, we're camping. So we camping food. So everything was a lot of like, you know, tin tomatoes and everything. And um, yeah, cans and cans of, of things. And, you know, we used to have to, we didn't have a lot of storage or a lot of refrigeration or anything like that. So we would kind of, yeah, really buy day to day, you know, um, like my birthday meal, you know, that would be like a big steak. That was a huge thing. But I mean, you can imagine the the mess of having all that kind of goop and, ugh, you know, when you're in a, a van, your kitchen's only like 1.6 metres wide. <laughs> so that was one of the first things that we learned about, you know, not, not eating animals anymore is that, yeah, every, the cleanup was so much easier. We didn't have to worry about things like salmonella and, yeah, de- definitely cleanup that was much nicer and didn't smell anymore. We noticed like, our clothes didn't smell anymore, things like that, just funny little things. So, um, so that was... Uh, that was a good a good benefit of it so so yeah I, I definitely um I should say actually what what we started doing 
although I had the pain, um, we started up a Facebook page because Gareth and I, uh, when we went vegan, we were in um, an area of Southland called Gore, right down the bottom of the South Island, surrounded by sheep farms. And, um, you know, we didn't have anyone to to talk to about veganism. So, and we didn't want to start bombarding our, our Facebook pages and sort of we didn't want to be those kind of vegans, you know, the preachy vegans as, as we thought at the time when, you know, we were starting out and like, no, we don't want to be like that. So, and we wanted to tell everybody how awesome the food were, was that we were having because we'd gone from eating canned everything to, you know, creating this, this whole new world of, of food and, and eating and joy of plants just opened up. We were cooking together. We were this new team and everything was exciting. And we went from having, you know, six meals you know, that that was our recipe repertoire to, you know, something different every day. It was just never ending. So we thought, hmm, this is really cool. You know, we, we just love this cooking, but we don't want to bore all our friends silly. So so we started up this Facebook page called Camper Van Kitchen. So this would be like three, about three years ago. And it was basically just a one of those just for fun pages where we'd be like, this is our dinner. This is what we learned to make today. It was really good. If you want the recipe, you know, we're having a ball here, you know, come and join us. And so... You know, it, it just went from there. And funny enough, we started getting all these followers in, in America. Um, <laughs> and so we, yeah, we just kept on doing what we were doing. And at the end of our first year of, of being vegan, we put together a little a little ebook of, of what we'd learned. Um, and we, we made it free, you know, put it on our page. I said, look, you know, this is something nice. Not many people do something for nothing these days. You know, everybody wants money for this. But we've just had a ball. This is what we've learned. We just want to make being vegan easier. So, you know, here's our here's our cookbook. Just download it. You know, here's the link. And we had like 40,000 people download it. And we thought, oh, geez, it must be onto something, you know. So that was, that was amazing. And so from that, I guess that made us really start striving more to – you know, be more proactive in, in teaching people how to eat vegan. And so, you know, we by then we were eating really healthy, even though we were still in the van, you know, we were, we were eating really healthy. And but how I was still, your pain by then? Yeah, well, I still I, had the pain. Yeah. It was it was better, but not, yeah, and there were still no answers. You know, the doctors, they were basically kind of saying, well, I think you should go to counselling. It's probably, mm. you know, mm. in your head. Um <laughs> And I didn't want to take gnarly painkillers, but that was where I was at. I was I was on 22 painkillers a day at that stage. And they, yeah, they just diagnosed me with, with chronic pain. They said it was nerve pain and basically I was going to have to have it for life. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, things are better but not ideal. And anyway, it was 2019, 2019, September. Game Changers had just come out. And we went to the premiere and there was a friend of ours. Her name is Stephanie Wynn. Hello, Stephanie. And she is a she's a plant-based nutrition coach. And she was also nomadic like us. She does a lot of motorhoming and things like that. And it just so happened that we were in the same area as her at the same time. And so she dropped a line. She said, oh, I'd love to meet you guys. You know, we don't often meet other vegans living the same lifestyle. Come for dinner. And so, uh, so Gareth and I went for dinner. And I said, do, do you want us to, to bring anything? No, 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 I'll do it. You know, I'll take care of it all. So we turned up and she was cooking. She made it beautiful. It was like a um, like a macaroni cheese, you know, but um, a plant-based one. And, oh, she made this beautiful dessert and, like, everything was lovely. And she just had this huge pantry 
that she just literally lifted out of her motorhome, brought into this this house that she was house-sitting for, and she said, this is how I live, this is how I cook, this is how I eat, there's no oil in any of this, and so, you know, we were just, the whole evening, we were, we were just sort of grilling it, but how do we cook this, and how do we make this with no oil, you know, and she said, you know, I really think that you should try, rather than being purely vegan, I think you should really have a go at whole food plant-based, and, and get rid of the oil, you don't need oil in your food, and uh, I said, are you sure? She said, I think it could be related to your pain. I, you know, I really think it could be beneficial. I said, you, you really think that my, my pain could be, you know, related to, to having oil? Because, you know, Gareth and I thought we were already pretty healthy, but now we were starting to see from, from Stephanie, you know, how much we actually did use oil just in cooking, you know, because you're, you're told that olive oil is so good, you know, if you're going to have oil, then put olive oil in there and it's all going to make your food lovely. And, and she said, no, 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 you don't need any of that. And so uh, and she next day she emailed me a load of recipes and she said, let me know how you go. So we decided from that point on, well, having the, the proof being in the pudding quite literally, you know, knowing how how good this kind of food could taste, um, that's that's what we did. We went whole food plant-based and, um, yeah, never looked back and sort of by by two weeks later, two days, I started to feel better. And two days after that, oh, two weeks after that, sorry, I should say, uh, I was down to five tablets a day from 22. And this was kind of, I was on a mix of like uh, gabapentin, abitriptyline, um, you know, eating Panadol like there was no tomorrow. And so, yeah, I went from 22 down to five. And then you know, I got in touch with Steph and I said, God, I'm, you know, there are days that I don't need any pain meds at all. We started hiking. I lost 12 kilos, which was great because, you know, that was the, the weight that I put on. You know, that was uh, when I hit the road, that was the weight that I was before. And I, I put on these 12 kilos. And it was one of those things that being vegan, you know, I think everyone thinks that the, the weight's going to magically drop off. Um, and it didn't. It didn't with us. And in fact, you know, Gareth and I both put on weight. And so obviously, you know, being bedridden for seven months didn't really help. So, <laughs> But yeah, now I was hiking. Um, you know, we went away for, for hiking for, for three days out in the bush. And, and that was my new passion. You know, I was dragging Gareth out on, on walks whenever I could because it was such a novelty to me. You know, I wasn't being double anymore. I was standing up. I was feeling great. Gareth lost 30 kilos oh my gosh and that was probably four months he lost he lost 10 kilos the first two weeks of being whole food plant-based so um yeah the, the before and after I'm still getting used to it even now even now I'm, I'm used to it I'm still like you know my little hubby I'm not used to him being so tiny <laughs> I'd never known him look so so you know even, even before we met I'd never known him be so slim and, and looking so well so People are always just blown away. Oh, and so, yeah. That's incredible. Wow. So oil, and this is the thing, because people think that it's this harmless, you know, health health food. But look at the difference just turning, changing that part did for you. Like ditching the cheese didn't stop your pain, but did stop your asthma, which is awesome, and did give you more energy. But ditching the cheese and the meat didn't stop that pain, but ditching that last thing. And from, from my husband as well, you know, ditched that last thing was oil, and he just lost abdominal fat around his waist that he hadn't been able to shift, which is incredible. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it makes such a difference. And, um, yeah, it's, after that, I, I guess just got 
got really thirsty for knowledge, I suppose. You know, I just wanted to learn more and, and to help more people. You know, I see people all the time. You know, I've got vegan Facebook friends all around the world and they've got, you know, I, I suffer from chronic fatigue as well. That really helps me. Being whole food plant-based really, really helps me with that. I might not be perfect 100% every single day, but at least it feels like I've got control of my body back now. And, you know, and I know that I really am doing the best that I can. And so I, you know, I see my Facebook friends all the time that are vegan, but they've got, yeah, fibromyalgia, um, other chronic pain conditions. And I'm like, just get rid of the oil, get rid of the oil. And at least, you know, you've got nothing to lose. So, yeah. Um, and we, we went on to, uh, it's typical because we, we ended up getting a, a publishing deal, Gareth and I, um, to write two books last year. Oh, amazing. So that was cool. That was really cool. Um, what did you write? Well, <laughs> tell us, tell us. <laughs> we got to the stage that, you know, after so long in bed and, and feeling sort of rubbish in general, um, just, just with the pain and whatnot, you know, we hadn't had any income. Obviously, I'd, I'd been a freelance writer all this time, but Gareth was looking after me 24-7. You know, he, he couldn't really do anything. And so after seven months minimum of, of really no income at all, I, I was sitting up in bed one day in the van where I'd been for ages and... Um, you know, we, we sort of we were thinking, well, maybe we've got enough recipes that we could actually do another, you know, cookbook like we did the first one from our from our camper van kitchen page if we wanted to. And we said, yeah, go thousand people, you know, downloading that. If only we just charged a dollar for it, uh, you know, wouldn't have that been awesome? And we said, well, maybe we should think about charging a dollar for this next one. You know, people have supported us; they they like our content. Maybe we should should go about doing that. And I said, well. Well, stuff that way you know maybe we should just go to a publisher instead and so you know it got to the stage I literally sat up in bed one morning was like I've got to make something good happen for us you know so I, I started um, approaching publishers here in New Zealand well just you know any publishers like big international names as well and I said this is who we are we've been living in a van for all this time our kitchen's 1.6 meters wide you know we've made all these recipes here's some of them you know, we, we, we're going to make this book anyway. We've already done one really successful ebook, and, you know, we're going to do this anyway, so we don't really care if you say no, but you know, if you're interested, um, you know, we, we, we I guess we're living proof that if anybody can, can cook and eat well being vegan, you know, we didn't even own a whisk at that point, then, then we can. We can show people how easy it is. And so I had, I think I approached six publishers and they all came back to me the same day. But um, one of them, which was the first one, got back to me within the hour and they said, do you say you live in a van? We've been wanting to write, you know, someone to write a book about life on the road for, for ages. Would you like to do one of those? Actually, can you write that one first? So that's what I ended up doing. Um, ended up, yeah, we wrote two books in 10 months last year. The first one was called My Van, My Castle. And that was all about our, our life on the road, which, yeah, it, it's great now in, you know, in New Zealand because, well, anywhere. I mean, I, I think anybody should see their own country. That was one of the, the first things that we learned. I'd been living in New Zealand, grew up in the UK, and I've been living in New Zealand 25 years. And it wasn't until we hit the road in the van that I was like, God, I've seen nothing of this place. You know, I arrived here got on a farm, learned to milk cows, that was it, you know, we just um, just never saw anything, it was sort of embarrassing, so we're like, everyone's always so hell-bent on going overseas, you know, see your own country, and so, you know, now that's great, because I've been able to go through the, the whole country of, you know, we've been from the top to the bottom of New Zealand, these are the campgrounds that we've stayed at, these ones were really good, and this is why, these ones not so great, and just a lot of funny stories and, and things like that, and then the the um, cookbook that we made, it's called Easy and Delicious Everyday Vegan. 
And that came out in March of this year. So just as uh, it's actually out in Australia as well, it came out in New Zealand and Australia, that one. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you know, as, as, um, as soon as it came out, the whole country went into lockdown. So we were like, yay, our book's come out. This is so cool. Everyone should go buy it. You know, this is how easy it is to be vegan. Gareth did all the photos himself. You know, we had no knowledge of food styling or anything like that. We were just completely in at the deep end. But, you know, he did a wonderful job. We were so excited. And then, of course, nobody could buy it. So, but now now we're sort of out of lockdown. And so now we're going to the um, the other extreme that it's it's pretty much sold out and the, and the publisher's got to do a reprint, which is great. And it's another great point about veganism, you know, when everybody was in lockdown and everyone was running out, oh, we're running out of this and that and meat and all this. It's like, we don't care. We got plenty of tofu. We got plenty of beans and cans of things you know so and through that lockdown period you know we were on our Facebook page saying to people look you know this is tough times for people we know what you can do with a can of beans we know really simple low-cost recipes to get you through and so yeah we ended up sticking another free free ebook on the the page as well just to help people get through as well which is is still up there because you know it's going to be a long time of challenges for a lot of people so but the the cookbook was finished before we went whole food plant-based so now we're going to have to write another one (laughs) you are that's so exciting so your facebook page is still called camper van kitchen that's the one yeah yeah okay and you have instagram we do we do i think that is camper underscore van another underscore kitchen so not a little dash but you know the underneath one the bottom dash yeah kitchen camper underscore van underscore kitchen yeah yeah so and we're also filming a um a tv i started working for well volunteering for a a non-profit organization called vegan fta i should probably mention that as well because we're working on that a lot at the moment and so um yeah, we're, we're working on doing a, a series. It came out of lockdown when, you know, people had to start getting more creative. I couldn't travel around in the van, you know, finding things to write about anymore because, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. And so we were sort of looking at people that were, were making a difference. And so we we're making a series um, where we're, we're talking about different ways of activism. You know, when people think about vegan activists, they think of, you know, people waving placards storming supermarkets and all that kind of thing and and sure yeah there's that but there's also people like us who and people like yourself who are creating change by you know you inspire people with food or um you know a lovely lady that we met yesterday she calls herself a hospitality activist because she goes around to restaurants where she lives and says you know you realize there's there's a lot of us that are vegan and plant-based you know if, if you just you know, create more food that we can eat, you'll get that support and, you know, we'll help you. We're happy to encourage so many different forms of activism that doesn't have to be aggressive, you know. It can be inspiring and encouraging activism while, you know, sort of saying, well, yeah, we we don't need to harm animals and we can eat some fantastic food and you're going to be really healthy, you know. So there's Dr. Michael Clapper is is another classic, you know. He's in it for the animals. He's in it for health. It's just that whole holistic approach. So, um, so yeah, that's what that's what we've been doing, been working on as well. So that's exciting really ex- it's really <laughs> exciting times. I'm so excited for you. So, you've been pain free now for how long? Like a few months? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, since September 2019. So, yeah. yeah. After after several years, 2016 New Year's Eve. That's right. 
Yeah. Oh, yep. my, that must be such a relief for you to have no pain and to have. So, how, you had asthma as well. So, how. Yeah. How often were you using your inhaler with your asthma? Uh, religiously every morning and every night. Now, probably ever since I went vegan, maybe oh, twice a year at the most. Like if, if I have, um, you know, if, I, if I'm sick, if I have like a cold or flu or something like that. Um, I should mention actually with, with the recipes with our cookbook, I also, while they were trying to find out what the heck was wrong with me, I was also diagnosed celiac and I'm intolerant to, to garlic and onion. And so... You know, we had to completely rework all our recipes to make it to things that I could eat. But there are so many vegan people out there that are also, you know, gluten intolerant or they can't have onion or garlic. And because that was part of the whole process, you know, going through the chronic pain as well. Why was I bloating up and looking like I had twins all the time when I was eating so healthy? And so, yeah, cut out the, the wheat and the gluten and that was better, but still not great. And so then they, the doctors referred me to a dietitian. Um and she said, yeah, I think onion and garlic is your thing. And that's, that's unfortunately my thing. Um, <laughs> that's another one of my many quirks. But, um, you know, and Gareth, for, for Gareth, who, who loved onion and garlic, you know, when he's like, God, that's going to be worse than going vegan. You know what it's like when uh, you go vegan. Onion and garlic. Brigitte, my husband would drop dead. <laughs> it is in everything. So that was another challenge for us. You know, we're like, oh, God, well, food's not going to taste good anymore. How, you know, it's such, so fundamental to flavors. But, you know, I think we've managed to nail it. And we say to people, you want to put onion and garlic in, you know, good on you. You just go and chuck that in as well. You know, it's, it's not going to hurt. But so. What have you found to replace? Like, how do you replace that? that? Like, is there a simple way? Or is it like every recipe is different the way you replace that, those those integral kind of flavor enhancers. Yeah, I don't really like. God, I'm so used to it now. Um, like if I have even a tiny little bit in, in anything, I'm like, oh my god, that's so overpowering, you know, because I can't have onion or garlic powder even, you know, which is so, you know, they're such a staple in 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 vegan recipes. A, a lot of them, you know, that's uh, fundamental with it with the flavor. So, you know, I love miso. I put miso in things, and. Yeah, I guess I'm just used to it. You know, herbs and spices are wonderful things, so... Yeah, you get used to it. You do get used to it. I'm just interested because probably, I'm sure there'll be someone out there listening who's like, I can't handle those foods either. My mum's one. She can't handle garlic and onion. Yeah, and yeah, a lot. she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got a few recipes in the book that, you know, I think we had 80 recipes in the book and we managed to, to rework about 65 that were, you know, that I could eat that didn't have... Any, any gluten or wheat or onion or garlic or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of dietary quirks, you know. So um, hopefully it's, it just makes it, you know, even more accessible to people. So yeah. that's the plan. Oh, it's so wonderful. So I love – so you've had – so how has your celiac disease after you've ditched all these things? Have you found it improved at all? It's been a long time since I really had any, but it's something that, you know, I, I will try. I still bloat a lot from it, so, you know, I've only got to sniff it, really. I seem to be getting a little more tolerant to garlic now. I had some some hummus um, not so long ago because I, I really missed it. You know, we, we've actually got a recipe in the cookbook that, um, you know, makes garlic-free hummus because, yeah, it's, it's something, especially in social things, you know, everyone has their nice little dips and crackers and things, and there's, yeah, there's so many of them I can't have. But we went somewhere uh, recently. It was our first dinner after uh, lockdown that we that we went out. We went to a Turkish place, and I was like, I'm going to have some blooming hummus. And so I did, and, yeah, it was fine. So I'm, I'm getting a little braver in that department. I think I've had it twice now with garlic. So, 
um, yeah, I've I've learned a lot from people like you know that um, Ripper Engine Two has been brilliant. Just um, the the Engine Two, the the plant strong way of eating. I feel best on that, you know, just really simple foods and yeah, they, you know, just you can make them taste so good. And, and like you said, you don't have to have this massive repertoire, you know, it, it's better almost not to have a massive repertoire and feel really good than keep chopping and changing your diet and then finding these little things that don't make you feel so great. So I've learned a lot from him. Heaps from the high carb health guys, you know, they've, they've been brilliant, really helpful in that respect too. Um, and also um, Dr. Will with, um, I wish I could get his, his new book, Fiber Fuel, but uh, Dr. Will Bolshewitz as well. He's, um, he's brilliant. So I've, I've learned a lot about, yeah, how important the gut really is. You know, it's, it's just, obviously it's a huge part of you physically, but, you know, um, like they're saying, all disease starts in the gut. So if you can get your gut healthy, which I am no expert on, but, you know, just learning that and just understanding a bit more about how your body will work, it just gives you so much more control over your health and, and overall happiness. You know, yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's been so lovely talking to you. I could talk to you all day. So two last questions. And one is, so you've already listed, I think, where we can find you on social media. So that's Camper Van Kitchen and yeah. Camper underscore van underscore kitchen on yep. Instagram. Do you have a web page now? No, we really need to. But if, if anyone wants to know what we're doing with our, um, you know, activist series yes, and, yes. and anyone that sort of, you know, um, and then like I said, that, that's coming up soon. We're filming it at the moment. You just go to Vegan FTA on Facebook or you can go to veganfta.com. And it's a, it's a non-profit organization. We're a very small team. There's only four of us, and Gareth and I are two of them. Um, the other are husband and wife in Spain. And, yeah, we, we've got interviews coming up with Dr. Clapper, who is just gorgeous. Just love him to bits. He's the loveliest man. It's just so lovely. He's such a sweetie. Um, Dr. Gregor. Oh, Patrick Baboumian the other day. Um, he is wonderful. You know, he's a perfect example of, of, of being plant strong but also really being in it for, for the ethical side as well and just – yeah, they're, they're really – everybody's – there's so many diverse people. Shamiz, Shamiz Cashwala, mm, right, um, he's, he's in there as well. And, yeah, there's, there's heaps. So um, we're in the middle of filming that at the moment, um, thanks to the wonders of technology all over the world. And, yeah, um, hopefully that will be coming up soon. So it's it's the aim is being kind of like a one-stop educational vegan hub, I suppose. So that's oh. what we're aiming towards. <laughs> awesome, wonderful. So – Jackie, last but not least, what would be your three biggest tips to anyone living with chronic pain who is wanting to feel better and make the switch to a whole food plant-based diet? Oh, absolutely do. I would, I would definitely say, you know, cut out oil. Absolutely. That was a, a huge thing to me. I, I would recommend anybody to do that. And, you know, as Dr. Wrestleston says, no oil, no oil. He always says, I love that. Have you seen the video of him? He's going, no oil. Um, yeah, none, not avocado, not olive, not, you know, no oil. And yeah, just, just read your labels because, you know, it, it's not, it's in there with everything. You know, I used to love hash browns and now it's like, oh God, there's blooming oil in there, you know? So if in doubt, just, just leave it out. What else? Yeah, I love podcasts, you know, like yourself. And, you know, we learn so much from them. I love, yeah, definitely look up Dr. Will Bolshewitz. Um, I think he's on Facebook. I think it might be the Gut Health MD he's on. Yeah, 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 I think so. I'll put him in the show notes, everyone. 
Yeah, he, he is brilliant. You know, once you learn, like I said, once you learn how the gut works and how it is so crucial to, to everything and how it really affects everything, even chronic pain, definitely him. And I think just, just be positive. You know, I was honestly, I would I would go as far as to say I, I was probably suicidal back then. You know, when I was bedridden for seven months, I felt that my life was over. This was as good as it got. Didn't want to bar of it. I was this huge burden on Gareth. You know, I, I was better off. The world was better off if I wasn't in it, basically, because I just felt like this huge, huge burden on just society. And there is always hope that just hang in there because there is always an answer. You know, it, it takes a long time to find it. And and, and ask questions. You know, the, the doctor, I mean, I got asked by a doctor, you know, how vegan are you? So yeah, <laughs> not all doctors are out there are like the Michael Clappers and the Michael Gregors of this world. They're working on it. But, you know, don't be scared to question your doctor and just do your own research. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're a light in the world and I love knowing that you exist. Oh, so I'm you. glad I stumbled upon you and I loved hearing your story. And, yeah, I hope you have a wonderful time. Tra- are you going to start travelling again soon? I think we will. We've got to be stationary at the moment while we do this series. But um, I think, yeah, I think we will definitely, um, you know, it's, it's winter here at the moment. So uh, the rest of New Zealand is, is, yeah, they're learning all about van life at the moment. And they're, they're going into it the hardest time of the year, you know, but that, that's all good. So, But once, once we get to about September, October, you know, there are some fantastic places. Very, very lucky. I'm so happy that you're so healthy and that your asthma is okay and that your pain is gone and that you're just feeling so much better. So thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much, Jackie, for coming on the show. I am just so happy for you and for the pain-free life that you're now living after giving up oil and being a wonderful plant-based inspirational human on this earth. Thank you all for listening. And, yeah, please head to Camper Van Kitchen on Facebook and Camper underscore Van underscore Kitchen on Instagram and check out their e-books and head to the show notes if you want to find all the links to everything else you spoke about in this episode. And if you are so inclined and want to share this episode with your family and friends online, I would love that because I I hate the thought of people living in chronic pain and being suicidal when maybe a plant-based diet and getting ditching the oil and the sugar and the salt may help them so incredibly, like it has helped Jackie so incredibly. So, yes, please share if you can. And otherwise, I will see you all next week. Bye. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road. Riding with you in the sunnier days. I wouldn't want it any other.